Opinions expressed on the Ice Free Fitness podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Blind Alive. No comments are meant to diagnose or treat any particular condition, but to assist you on your journey to wellness. Please consult your doctor if your questions are of a medical nature. Hello and welcome to Eyes Free Fitness Podcast 65. I'm Lisa Salinger and I'm very pleased to be welcoming you to the podcast. I just want to take a moment to update you on some things that are going on and to chat with you just a little bit. As many of you know, if you listened to our little podcast extra last week, Mel is competing to receive the Holman Prize, which is a $25,000 prize and it would allow her to travel and tell others about Blind Alive and about the workout options that are available. You can read all about the Holman Prize and visit Mel's Candidates page to vote. When we recorded the podcast extra, we gave the deadline date as March 7th. However, voting has been extended to March 14th, so if you're listening to this podcast prior to that cutoff time, we'd love to have you cast a vote for Mel. Normally, we like to include links in the podcast and give them in the show notes as well. But in this particular case, we really cannot do that because it's quite a long link. So the best thing is to go to the show notes. You can go to blindalive.com. You'll see this podcast if you press enter on it and you go down a bit on the page, you'll find the show notes and the relevant links. After Mel returned from her trip to Mexico, I took a small trip, not nearly so grand, but lots of fun for me. I went to visit family and to be there as my youngest niece celebrated her sweet 16. While I was there, I saw something really interesting and wanted to tell you just a little bit about it. My family runs a business and has about half a dozen employees, and recently, one or two of them decided to get treadmill desks. I've read about these and heard about them, but hadn't actually ever seen one and was very interested. I got to check one out and just wanted to describe it briefly. It basically is just a standard treadmill attached to a desk. So what you do is you get on the treadmill, and you walk to the front of it. And instead of having that bar in front of you, you have a desk. And the desk surface is very interesting. It can be raised or lowered. There are small levers, one on each side, that you hold in and you raise up the desk surface. On the desk surface is everything that you would need. Your keyboard, your monitor, your phone, Pretty much just anything you would need to do your normal work. You could put anything up there. And you can either have the desk in a lowered position where you would sit, or apparently when you are actually working on the desk, you raise it to near chest height when standing on the treadmill. I didn't really take a long time because this was someone's desk, but it would have been interesting to me to try typing for about 5 or 10 minutes and see how that felt. I also noticed that on the right there was a small box that had the basic treadmill controls on it. 
so that if you were to fall or get too far back on the treadmill, it would come out and stop you. On one hand, it was fascinating, and on the other, it was no big deal because it really was just a combination of a treadmill and a desk. If you work from home or work for an office, this is an option you might want to consider. The styles and prices can vary quite widely, so you would need to check it out. If you already have a treadmill, there are even articles online about how to build your own treadmill desk. I don't think this is something I will really be doing, partly because I don't have a treadmill at present. However, I often sit on a stability ball at my desk and bounce on that and get some benefit from it. Whatever you do, the important thing, of course, is to keep moving. When I came back from my trip, I went shopping and found a wonderful surprise. I became aware of a kind of apple I had never had before, at least not to my knowledge. These are called ambrosia apples, and they are sweet. They're considered to likely be a hybrid of the delicious apples, and that makes sense to me because they feel a lot like the delicious apples. They have the points on the bottom of the apple. The delicious apples, though, tend to taper down a little bit toward the bottom, and these are more round. Not that that makes a whole lot of difference. It's just something I noticed. These apples are sweet and juicy like the delicious, but like the Honeycrisp apples I tried and loved a few months ago, these are more crisp. They don't tend to be softer or mealy. And they seem to be a seasonal thing, but I'm enjoying them very much right now. And if you go shopping and you like apples that are more sweet than tart, you might want to check and see if you can find these at a reasonable price in your grocery store. Getting back to work, one of the things I've been doing and enjoying quite a lot is keeping up with people on our email list. We have been asked why we opted to switch to email from Facebook. It just seems much easier for people to reply and to interact with one another. It's also easier for us to control the content to some extent. It's not that we want to tell you what to think or not to think. That couldn't be farther from the truth. We have a variety of different perspectives and opinions on the list, but it does make it harder for people to come in and post about quick fix diet solutions or check out my webpage or that kind of thing that either is not helpful or does not relate at all to what we are doing. So there's been lots of good content there, and we would love to have you join us if you would like. I'll give the address here, and it will also be in the show notes. To join us, send a message to Eyes Free Fitness. Now, Eyes Free and Fitness all have hyphens between them. So Eyes hyphen Free hyphen Fitness. Plus, subscribe at groups, and that's plural, groups.io. Some people, particularly those who use Gmail, have been having some difficulty subscribing. If this is the case, just write to me, 
lisa at blindalive.com, and I will send you an invitation and we'll get you all set up with the group if you would like to join. We have lots of interesting content to share with you in the podcast. First, Mel interviews Dale Kane from Connecticut about the myokinesthetic system. I found this very fascinating and hope you will as well. Then I'll be back with one of my favorite things. It's a book it segment. I have a few book reviews ready to go that deal with the topic of weight and health, either weight loss or our perceptions around weight and health, and also a really interesting one about how fat actually works. However, I do know that weight is not all there is to health. It just seems that these are the books lately that have come to my attention or gained my focus. If you would like to have a review about a particular kind of book, let's say you're looking for a good book on a specific habit or health technique or what have you, it may take me a while to find a book and review a good book that might be relevant to your topic. But one thing I can promise you is that I will do my best. My email address is lisa at blindalive.com. And now, before this chat becomes an all-out novel, let's turn it over to Mel. Hey, Dale, how are you? It's good to have you on our podcast today. I'm great, Mel. Thank you for having me. I'm really going to enjoy this. Oh, yeah, it's fun. We always have a good time just having a having a light conversation about the things that uh, that we do. You know, we love doing what we're doing. So tell us a little bit about uh, what it is that you do and tell us a little bit about, you know, what your eye condition is and just give us a little bit of a background. All right. Well, I have been blind my whole life. I have what now is called ROP, uh, formerly RLF. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been blind my whole life and um, had a school for the blind education, but went to college and did all the other things that most of us do, I think. <laughs> um, have uh, raised a family and I'm a very busy person. It sounds like it. So you have your own therapeutic massage business. So tell us what kind of body work you do. Alrighty. I've been a massage therapist for 22 years and have focused a lot of those years on massage, on Swedish massage and really enjoyed it. But I never found a niche. I always wanted something extra, something special. Well, in 2011, I found that niche when I received a little brochure in the mail from a chiropractor out in Kansas introducing the Mayo kinesthetic system. It sounded absolutely fascinating to me. And so I called him to ask if he would have a concern about having a blind student in the class as I've had problems in the past with some teachers, unfortunately, some yeah. people are just not open to to it and have no way of understanding that we're perfectly capable of doing the body work that they're doing. Right. In any event, Dr. Mike said, oh, no, no problem. And so long story short, he came to Connecticut. He comes to different states every 
I would say two or three weeks, he's traveling someplace. And he was coming to Connecticut. And so at that time, I went down and took the class. It was a 20-hour class. Is that so, the, that's the introduction class? It is. There's, there are, there's an upper body class, a lower body class, and then a certification class. So I took the first the lower body class with him, which basically was two day <laughs> workshop, very intensive, uh, including postural analysis and lots of movement, etc. And then he came a year later, so I waited and took the other class, the lower body, uh, upper body class. Um, and I will say right out of the gate, you can do the work. So you really don't need to have a certification to do the work. It's like any of the certification, the uh, CEUs that we all have to take. Right, um, as a massage therapist. Educational units, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so the work can be done immediately. And so now do you have to be a certified massage therapist, though? You don't have you don't have to, um, but most people who do this are in the medical field, uh, allied health in some way. There are PTs who have taken the classes, OTs, uh, PTAs, nurses, uh, a couple of doctors. So, as long as you're in some facet of health care, right? So tell uh, us, you may take the class. Tell us what is case myokinesthetic. There's a third word. What was system? That? It's system. system. <laughs> Myo myokinesthetic system. system. Tell us uh -huh. what it is and what what is it good for? If if some people that are listening to us wanted to to go, you know, have a, a treatment, you know, tell us about it. Tell us what it is and what's it good for. The myokinesthetic system literally corrects and balances the nervous system. It's very powerful, and it can help many things. It, it certainly can help uh, people who are in pain. We use it in um, for ba balance of the body. So posture is really the outward sign, uh, the outward um, expression of the nervous system. Right. So if someone walks into the room, and in our case, in our, my case, I would touch them gently and do a postural analysis, I would be able to tell where their posture was imbalanced. And following the dermatome system, which is basically a body map, I would then be able to determine what was going on. And also asking many questions. We do a, I do a thorough history. And, and um, again, uh, from really from head to toe, I ask them about pain level. Are there, is there pain? Where is it? And then we do the other thorough part of the history. It gives me lots of information. I have seen people who have carpal tunnel syndrome, who have plantar fasciitis. That's uh, always some, fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, frozen shoulder. Oh, so, man. Uh, lots of, and, and the, the amazing thing about this work is that it, it treats people more quickly than most other modalities. I can usually help someone get better in two or three sessions with a frozen shoulder, which might take someone else a, a much longer time. 
Oh, man, I would love to have you working on my shoulder right <sighs> now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fantastic work. I have to say, as a massage therapist, in all the years I've been in practice, I have never found work that is as effective as this is wow. for many people. And for every age, I worked on infants, and I work right now in a facility for the elderly, and it's just great. They're very happy with it. I've had people who were contemplating knee replacements and worked on them, having the knee pain go away, and at least staved surgery off for some time. That's, yeah, that is fantastic. So um, how many of the these practitioners are there across the country? There are not a, a lot of them, are there? There aren't. Uh, there, there are those. Um, I am certified, which means that I had to take a third class uh, certification class with the doctor. And uh, that certified me as a practitioner. There are. Oh, I don't know. Over 100 of us um, around the country, not in every state, I would say about 37 states. And this is also, I believe we include Puerto Rico. There are also, there probably are people who practice the work in all states. However, if they're not certified, there's no way to track anyone. Right. The doctor may have taught a class to someone who needed the certification units. But of course, if they're not certified, there's no way to track. So there may be someone in Maine who does the work, but we don't know that, that you know, they're doing it. So, so where do you where do you live? I live in Connecticut. And there are three of us who are certified in the state. Oh, wow. So if anybody's listening from Connecticut, they, they uh, may have access, which I think it would be excellent. You know, I think particularly for people that are working guide dogs or using canes all the time, that this type of work could be really helpful, along with generally massage therapy, you know, massage therapy in general is absolutely so good for us. I mean, well, I, I, yeah. I do both. I still do massage, certainly. And I combine the work occasionally. Sometimes someone will come to me and they'll say, I have this going on and that's all I want you to do. And that's fine. Um, we try to acquiesce to people's needs. But then there are people who say, I'd really like a massage, but I see that something's going on and I will ask if they would be interested in having me work uh, in, in this area and try to help. Uh, we're very careful about the person's range of motion. That's very, very important. We, ha- we work within the person's range. Right. So wh- when starting a treatment, I will do the postural analysis, and that means gently touching head, neck, shoulders, even hands and fingers, because believe it or not, postures within our hands will give me an indication that I might need to work on a specific protocol. Yeah, so tell me about that. So if a person's standing up straight, you know, standing up, say, up against a wall, what, the, what is the correct position if your posture is correct? Where, how will your hands be positioned? Well, most people's hands are uh, close to their bodies, and they're, they're at a bit of an angle. Right. Um, usually they're not faced out 
completely or face back completely. But some people do have uh, postures where their hands are completely uh, uh, turning backwards, turning backwards. So their thumbs or um, thumbs are in towards the midline. Yes. And you don't and, want that, right? Right. I mean, you want a little bit of a slant. There is a little bit of a slant, but there are times when there are major postures where someone's elbow is completely bent or someone's fingers are completely bent. And there might be two fingers together and two thing- fingers apart. And there are many different postures we look for. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, head, po- head posture is very important. We determine headaches. I can usually help people with a headache in about three minutes. And headache treatment is based on the knowledge of usually where the pain is. So I'll ask someone, where is the pain? Is it around your head? Is it on the skull cap? Is it in the eyes? And depending on where those, the pain is, is what I decide the protocol for. And and there are protocols for every part of the body. So a Um, correct position for the head would be what? Well, um, we say straight, but to people, straight can mean anything. And I think very often for blind people, they really don't have an idea of straight. We don't want it too far back, which is extended. We don't want it too far forward, which is flexed. We want it somewhere in the middle. Right. And uh, we don't want it too much to the right or to the left. But posture comes about as habit. It comes about as, uh, you know, sometimes we're impacted by a, an injury. And uh, sometimes it's because the brain is following a direct order. And so over time, posture changes and people develop poor posture. And that really does impact the nervous system, which is something I think most of us don't know. We, we, we do know that the one part of the body affects the other, but to the extent that it can affect our nervous system. Well, and, and it and only makes part, sense, really, because of the, the nerve roots are coming out between the, the vertebrae. And if your back is not in the right position, it's going to put pressure on those nerve roots, which then is going to travel throughout the rest of your body and affect your organs and your muscles. And it, it, you know, it's so important to get that, get that spine right. Yes. And, and as I said, it's, it's even more than the spine. It's the feet. It has to do even if someone has flexed toes or extended toes or, you know, it's just an, in, an inverted foot. It's just amazing what these things tell us. And obviously, it takes a long time to get to the point where you can touch a person and say, okay, this is what's going on. But as we, as we do a session, we're looking at the person's range of motion. So I will um, ask the person to go with me through a gentle range of motion, and I will have them show me their range. For instance, please turn your head to the left. Please turn it to the right. Please flex it, extend your neck, etc., so that I see what their range of motion is, so that I never bring them past their range. That's one of the most important things that we have to bear in mind. So it's very gentle. It's very gentle. Um, there, we do active and passive movement, meaning that sometimes the therapist does the movement, and sometimes the client 
does the movement, and sometimes it's both. So it's usually I do all three so that the client is taking their body through the range, and then I'm helping them with it as well and showing them what I, I need them to do. Usually the first session I do a, a full analysis, so it will take an hour and a half or so, including the treatment. It is not just an assessment. There is a treatment with within the session. I will then do whatever treatment I think is is correct. And I explain to them that this is a treatment which usually you'll have a result from the first uh, the first session. You you may be a bit better. You may not change at all. You may be a little worse because we're changing the body's posture. So that is pretty powerful. And sometimes some, you know, you might feel a bit worse and then the next day you're better. Right. Um, so it, it does, it does take that time, but there is usually change. And so during the session, the client is clothed, no clothes need to be removed. That's and they're nice. Either, That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Sitting on a, a chair or lying on a massage table. You really can do it in any, any kind of, uh, uh, setting at this point. And, um, I explain the session and what we're going to be doing as, as we go through, because usually the person is moving as I'm asking them to. And, and, um, and the sessions are usually between 15 minutes to half an hour, depending on what's going on. So Dale, they're, they're in, in your room with your, and you're giving them a session and they're, they're not wearing their clothes and you ta- I mean they are wearing clothes and then you take them through the passive and the active movements and um, so it's really a pretty quick kind of treatment it doesn't after that first analysis usually the treatments after that don't go so long right they don't necessarily uh, again sometimes i do both uh, myokinesthetic work and uh, massage but a myokinesthetic session is usually about 15 minutes to a half hour. And in, a, in the case of someone came in to me for a headache, um, I'm working with them for about five minutes. That's Although, amazing. So yeah. what what is the price range for this kind of work in case somebody wanted to, to seek a treatment? Well, of course, depending on where one is in the country, it's different everywhere. So I really I hesitate to give my price structure goes from $35 for a half hour to, uh, I do give 55 as a senior rate. $75 is my hour and a half rate for the full analysis. And from what I'm being told, that's low. That is, that is low. And that's, it's so, it's so beneficial to get body work. And I know it sounds kind of steep for probably a lot of people, but if you can make it a priority, and sometimes you can get insurance to pay for these kinds of things with some, you know, some body workers, particularly if they're working in a chiropractor's office, you may be able to get this work covered by insurance. So it's always good to ask. That's right. I do not uh, 
I, I, it's basically, it is uh, check or cash for me. Right. And if someone wants to get a session covered through their insurance, that's another kind of, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it's very complicated. I and know. I know. I used to do some uh, insurance when I was doing massage therapy and boy, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. No. So, so let's go back a little bit and talk about what was the school um, experience like for you as a blind person with a whole room full of sighted people? Oh, my goodness. Well, I was the first blind student to ever go through the school here. The school in, in Westport, Connecticut is where I went. Um, and it was a very small school. So that was a plus. But I was the first, and the director wasn't uh, real sure about me at first <laughs> to, uh, to prove um, that I was able to to manage. And I have wanted to do this work for many years, and I told her that I had been a good student and I would be fine and help them through the process. I think a lot of times if, if we go in with the confidence that we're at home with it and can figure out how to do it, that it makes the teachers relax. Yes. And I think that is what happened as well as the students. I, I have no problem joking about my blindness. For example, people would put their books, you know, everyone had books all over the floor and <laughs> things all over the place. And people say, oh, Dale, watch out, watch out. And I'd say, oh, don't worry about it. I taught nursery school. If I can get around with from a room full of toys, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that great. was... That was fine. And I, uh, I managed, uh, I t I, with permission, I asked to tape the classes. I then would go home and spend the weekends brailing notes. I mean, so it was, it was took forever, you know, probably like taking the classes twice in some ways. That's good, though. It's a great way to learn. I used to do that kind of thing, yeah. too. Yeah, it was great. And then, um, in terms of logging and everything, we, we had to log for the teachers, so I'd braille things for myself and then type things for the, the instructors. And in terms of learning strokes, I used to write everything down, but I also asked to become the demo person. Yeah, that's what I did too. <laughs> yeah, for the teacher. Yeah. And, you know, people used to say, oh, you're so lucky you get to have massage. And I said, you know what? It's not that way. It's not as easy as you think. This is, do you really think that I want to be... Uh, on display for 20 of you <laughs> to watch. Um, but it was helpful in terms of the learning. Uh, there was a lot of learning in terms of tests. I would bring my portable typewriter and go into another room with my tape recorder. Uh, they would have placed the information, the test on a tape. Huh. And I would take the, the test. So, you know, and, and if, frankly, you found your own way. You That's what you do. You just have figure to be it out creative. Because there had been no one before me, and I'm very happy to say that I believe it paved the way for a lot of people now. Um, although I haven't asked to be a mentor in any way, there are many other people who have passed through the school uh, since those 20, now almost 24 years ago. Wow, that's, yeah, that's, it's such great work. And so running your business, how how do you run your own business? Are you working in your home or do you have an office? I do. I work out of my home at the moment. I did have an office for a short uh, period of time. Uh, there were some 
there were some major problems within the building, though. And so I had some clients who weren't happy about that, and they started petering away. Uh, we then, we not very long after that, relocated. So my office space in terms of home changed. So there, we're, we're definitely in a state of uh, fluctuation at the moment. Right, and, right. And um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out other, other ways uh, to... Uh, be creative in running the business. Uh, I do work at a convalescent uh, a facility. It's really a um, a retirement facility for the elderly, not convalescent. <laughs> and I really enjoy that that population. Um, but I am trying to figure out right now some other ways to get out there. I'm not one of those people who is finding it easy to go out there and drum up business. I'm, I'm really, I love to do the work, but I, I wouldn't say I'm a good marketer. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I was the same way and I don't, don't want to sell, don't want to push. I'd rather just yeah. have a few really good clients and then word of mouth. Yes. Takes and, over. and that does help. And um, usually with this, with the, my kinesthetic work, the, Word of mouth really helps. If I've helped someone in a major way with something, they'll tell a friend and they'll tell a friend. So people come and go. And the exciting part of this is that I may see a person two or three or six times and then they go away because, to be honest, they're better. But then they'll tell someone else who might call me two months later. Right. And so that's more how the business works as opposed to doing full body massage where you might have steady clientele, but they also come and go. Uh, we know. And oh, yes. um, I do tell people that uh, basically coming for one or two sessions is not as optimum as to come for a few sessions. And I'm not trying to have people come for months and months and months. My goal is for people to get better. So the fact that you come to see me six or seven times for maybe a few half hours may help you get better. Whereas so that you're not spending money on many, many, many treatments over many years. Oh, I know. And if you can get better and, and solve the problem at the root of the problem, you're not taking so many drugs, you're not taking all the painkillers, you're not hurting your body even more over time. So it's good to address pain when you have pain immediately. And this sounds like it is such an effective way to address, uh, you know, address those kinds of symptoms. Well, and this also helps um, pain and areas of concern that people even have had for many years. Um, I had someone come in about three years ago, and he called me and said, I can barely walk, but I've heard that you have a technique that can be very helpful to people. And I said, well, come on over and we'll talk about it and we'll see what we can do. He started to come to me and came every single day for wow. six weeks. Wow. Except for the weekends. Yeah. And when he stopped coming to me, he was walking. Absolutely oh, fine. Don't you love that? It was that. <laughs> so fabulous. It was such a good feeling. Yeah. And the thing is, it's very 
quick. It, it really happens within a very short period of time, which p- people are amazed by. Um, and another facet of this is that after the session, whether the person is sitting down or lying down, when they stand up is when the treatment is activated. The brain activates when a person stands up. Wow. And in the situation where one is, for instance, a quadriplegic um, or paraplegic and cannot stand, we touch the the top, we touch the feet, tap the feet, and that activates the brain. So it's pretty fascinating in that way as well. Yeah, it sounds it sounds great. So, Dale, can you spell myokinesthetic for us? <laughs> I surely can. Uh, um, and I should say, myo is muscle, right? And kinesthetic means movement. So it's a muscle movement technique which corrects and balances the nervous system. Myokinesthetic is spelled M Y O K I N E S T H E. T-I-C. Is it, it's one word, right? Uh, myokinesthetic, yes. Yes, yeah, very good. That way people will know what they're, what they're looking for uh, if they decide to go look for a, a practitioner of a myokinesthetic system. So <laughs> I got it right, yay. <laughs> so, um, so Dale, tell us how people could reach you if they had questions about uh, this or massage therapy in general. Um, I can be reached um, at, um, I'm Dale Kane, and my email is daykane, D-A-Y-K-A-N-E, at comcast.net. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh huh. the The doctor is Michael Uriarty, and but he, we have he has shortened the myokinesthetic system to MYK. So if you go to mykSystem.com, you should be able to get information. I'm trying to. Um, I have just spoken with him, in fact, about making the website a little bit easier to get around. Um, it is a little tricky at the moment, but there is an area for certified providers. So if you're in Illinois, for instance, and you'd like to find certified providers, there will be a list of folks who are practicing. Good deal. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation, and I'm sure that we could keep babbling on and on and on about it because uh, you and I both are big into uh, into body work in general. But if anybody has questions about uh, body work, massage therapy, or the myokinesthetic system, just you can email me, you can email Dale, and uh, we'll try to help you out. So thanks a lot, Dale. Thank you so much, Mel, and thank you for allowing me to introduce a really revolutionary system, which I believe can help many people. Phew, finally made it. Yeah, and I feel like I walked for miles just to get here. My feet are really aching. My feet are okay, but my back is really tired and sore. I know, I know, there's this neat little invention called rolling luggage, but I have so much stuff and I just don't like the idea of it being stored out of my reach. That means all the important stuff is carried on my back. 
I know the feeling. If it's really important, I want it right with me. I don't have to worry about back pain anymore, though, thanks to the back tea pack. It divides the weight evenly, so it's distributed on either side. It puts things right under my arms and hands, so they're within easy reach. I'm concerned that someone being really careful could open my pack and take something from it. The design of the back tea pack sounds like it might cut down on that. Yeah, and because everything is close at hand, there's no need to take it on and off, on and off, every time I need to add something to it or get something out. And I can use it to carry more than I would be able to fit in the average medium to large backpack. So that's a winner too. The cool thing is that all kinds of people use the back tea pack. Hikers, students, tech enthusiasts, people who need to carry oxygen, and frequent travelers. Speaking of travel, I've got to get going, but is there somewhere I can learn more? Absolutely. Just visit blindalive.com slash back pack. That's B-A-C-K-T-P-A-C-K. You'll find audio, text, and even an interview with Back Tea Pack's creator. Don't forget, it's blindalive.com slash back pack. I'll remember that. My back will be sure to remind me. Let's book it. If there's anything I don't like about the book I'm reviewing today, it's the title. Because honestly, I feel it's a bit too limiting. And others who have reviewed the book have borne this out by saying, it's not just for this type of person or this type of person, it's for me too. The book I'm talking about today is called The Tapping Solution for Weight Loss and Body Confidence. A Woman's Guide to Stressing Less, Weighing Less, and Loving More by Jessica Ortner, with a foreword by Christiane Northrup. Now, you could say a lot of I'm not statements. For example, I'm not a woman, I'm not overweight, or I'm not interested in losing weight. And in each of these cases, I really don't think that that matters or would take away from your ability to get something out of this book. While it is addressed specifically to women, and all the stories that she cites are from women, I think men could get a good deal out of this. And while not all of the issues might be identical, I think there would be enough that If a man were to read this book, he would not feel it a waste of his time. Again and again, on Amazon and Audible, I read reviews of this book, and people said, I really don't have problems with my weight, but I have problems with the way that I relate to food, or I eat emotionally, or even some that have said, I am overweight, but I'm really not interested in losing. But this book helped me find peace with myself and around my emotions with food. The one part that may be a little confusing to some is the reference to tapping. This refers to EFT tapping, or the Emotional Freedom Technique. And we did a podcast interview with Debbie Hazelton on this topic. I will link to that in the show notes. Also, you can go to 
thetappingsolution.com to read about other books that are available and also to learn more about what is tapping and how to tap. It's really hard for me to summarize this book and quantify it. This is the second time I've read this book, and I got totally different things out of it this time than I did after reading it the first time. And I feel like I learn something each time I read. There are exercises sprinkled throughout, and there are quotes like this one. Self-acceptance is an invitation to stop trying to change yourself into the person you wish to be long enough to find out who you really are. And that was attributed to Robert Holden. So whether you like quotes, motivations, stories, etc., this really is an excellent book. When it came out, I purchased it on Kindle. It is available through Kindle and likely other online book retailers and through Audible. In this case, I'm not certain I would recommend purchasing it through Audible unless you really can't stand to read electronic books. Jessica Ortner does read the Audible edition, and I think it would be really nice for that. But several people who reviewed the Audible book said that for them, Audible was really not the best format because they wanted to write down things and refer back to things, and it was almost impossible to navigate through the book to do that. Of course, if you had a book player or a way to bookmark your content, that might work. For me, I find that downloading it and reading it on my iPhone on the Kindle app was ideal. She gives several resources you can check out, and they're in the form of links, and so you can listen and download those. iPhone people might want to purchase through iBooks, and then they would just have access to all that linked content right there if that is a format that works well for you. In any case, I would strongly recommend that you consider this book and adding it to your library. I found that it really is transformative and helpful, and I would give this book five out of five glasses of lemon water. It really was that good. Thanks for listening. As always, if you would like to be in contact with us, we would welcome that. You can write to support at blindalive.com. You can go to blindalive.com and fill out the contact form that's on our main page as well. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Thank you again for listening to Podcast 65. We hope you've enjoyed it. As always, we really would love to have you contact us. You can email us by writing to support at blindalive.com, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or YouTube, or subscribe to our newsletter. And if you like what you find here, if you like the content that we bring you, please don't keep it to yourself. We'd love to have you tell a friend. You just never know who can be helped by taking one small action. Thank you for listening, and as Mel always says, good health to you.